0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler
1: Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? You know, Tyler, a lot like other weeks, I'm chilling, but I'm an extra special type of chilling because we have one hell of an episode here today on our way to Endgame.
0: Oh, we do. We are finally up to what, depending on Endgame, could be the best phase of Marvel movies. We are talking about the first half of Phase 3, going from Civil War to to thor ragnarok so if you've been following along so far like the other marvel episodes we will give our brief uh, thoughts like dislikes about the movie we'll move on and at the end we'll give our rankings about what we think is better so we'll just get right into it then the first movie in phase three is the last captain america movie right now captain america civil war mike what did you think of civil war
1: I thought Civil War was good, it was entertaining, it brought a lot to the table. It was basically like a mini Avengers movie.
0: It really was. It did feel like Avengers uh,
1: 2.5. And it kind of introduced a lot of new characters to the scene. You had Black Panther was introduced, Spider-Man yep. was introduced. Yep. And am I missing anybody? No, I don't
0: think so. Oh, uh, it did bring in the, uh, the I think his name was Everett Ross, the, uh, the agent who then also appeared on Black Panther.
1: Yes, yes, of course. Small Every character, Ross. but yeah. How could, I, how could I forget him? But, but uh, yeah, especially for a Captain America movie, it's pretty busy. Very much so. Um, I wouldn't say it's quite as good as Winter Soldier, but the movie did have. It was a lot of fun. In essence, like it was a lot of good action, some good dialogue. There was just a few problem points I had with the film. Nothing too crazy, though. Like uh, how pretty much the government was blaming the Avengers for, like, the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, like, all the destruction that caused, and it's like, well, you're really gonna blame us for this? This was under your guys' nose the entire time, and you had no idea.
0: Yeah, I guess it depends how much information they actually have access to. I mean, yeah, because from, from an outsider's view, or who knows, maybe the government was just doing it because maybe the public was getting upset, because as far as the public knows, uh, the Avengers just happened to be around these events when everything is, all the destruction is happening. Like, obviously, the public doesn't know S.H.I.E.L.D. was infested with HYDRA and needed to be put down, basically. Um, I'm not sure how much the government knows about that. And then for Sokovia, I mean, you had an army of killer robots. I think any camera would have caught that.
1: Yeah. I mean, granted, that kind of was the Avengers' fault. But... That
0: was, specifically Iron Man. Like, I, It's a good it's a good reason for his motivation in this
1: movie, for the most part. Yeah. And then you also have the, uh, the bombing in the beginning of the film. Yeah, with, see, that uh, I can blame a bit bathroom. more
0: on them because they basically brought. I mean, technically, she doesn't have her papers, so technically, you brought an illegal alien, an Ill- illegal immigrant, right? She's not really supposed to be in America. That they brought up onto a mission where she's not trained, panicked, and people died because of it. So you, they could have a point there. Well, I mean, it was an accident, absolutely.
1: If, but, if the bomb, if the bomb went off right where it was and she didn't raise it up how many more people would have died that's also a good point
0: yeah I, I think what's good about this movie is what we're just talking about right now is it brings up a great argument I think to have Captain America doesn't want to sign the accords for said reasons of their hands are safer and you can make the argument they absolutely are and then you have you know Tony Stark trying to he feels guilty and he feels maybe they should be brought in check a bit after everything that's happened and it is actually a good debate to have and they do discuss it well in the movie. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But going to your point about how Winter Soldier is better, while I feel the topics discussed here is better than Winter Soldier, I do feel Winter Soldier has a bit better action than Civil War.
1: Oh, yeah. When, because like, Winter Soldier really brought to the table like awesome hand-to-hand combat, as yeah. well as like, the yeah. story. This is just kind of like... Uh, like yeah, the action's there. But it's more of how the Avengers got separated. Yeah, because like the airport scene is great, but
0: midway through when they're starting, like they're talking about how oh how you're holding back, and how you're holding back, it does make it less interesting that they're not going all out to beat the shit out of each other. Like you know they're not going to go that far. Meanwhile, Winter Soldier, you know, Bucky Wally's he's brainwashed is absolutely trying to kill everyone. You know, oh, yeah. so definitely there's a bit more stakes in the action scenes in uh, Winter Soldier and yeah another problem i had for civil war was do you feel captain america was a bit of a hypocrite or not even a hypocrite but like it is his movie but do you think maybe he's not wrong like in his defense for bucky going so far like do you feel
1: maybe he should have done some things better oh absolutely number one he should have told tony straight up like yeah yeah i found out that it was him who killed your parents but i literally found out a couple hours ago like, I had zero time to tell you in between all of us fighting. So yeah, it's not of like I only have to say it
0: years. when, when yeah. he's forced to.
1: Yeah, and it's and he didn't even bring up the point that you know I just recently found out about this and didn't really have the time to tell you, nor was there an appropriate time for me to tell you. But the no, way he, yeah he didn't he straight, didn't make the case of that he just made it seem like yeah I knew what about it like that's yeah not it's like yeah I knew about it. I knew about it for years like what. Like that's the way they made it seem, so like, yeah, that's gonna make Tony fly off the handle, but he was like, listen, like, I we really just found out about this, let's deal with this guy, and then we'll resolve that.
0: Yeah, but overall, it really is a solid film, and honestly, between Winter Soldier and Civil War, while I do enjoy, like, I like Iron Man, the character the best, Captain America, I think, has the best trilogy of films. Oh, I, I hands down agree. So, Let's move on to Doctor Strange, uh, a new origin movie in the Marvel Universe that brought in Doctor Strange and his cast of characters. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, You definitely start to get the feeling that there is, like, for an origin movie, there is kind of, like, a bit of a formula to it. But for Doctor Strange, it does work, mainly because of his powers, uh, how he learns uh, the ways of sorcery and magic, and the fight scenes, to get with that, I thought were really interesting and unique. Yeah, it was kind of like Inception meets Magic. Kind of, yeah. No, they did a lot of things great. Deceptive sequel, pretty good. The main bad guy, I liked how he beat him. And I put that
1: in quotes because he kind of just talked him to death. Pretty much. Really? Yeah. I feel like for a standalone film, like origin story from Marvel, I think Doctor Strange is one of the strongest. It is, yeah. And, like, that's very debatable because, like, Iron Man, obviously. But Doctor Strange was a very pleasant surprise. You're not really expecting a lot from the film, especially with the character Doctor Strange. Like, I can guarantee you not many people knew who the hell he was before the trailers of the movie came out. And I was like, wait, who's this guy? So they really turned this, like, C-rate superhero into a very good film.
0: Um, I do have one complaint about the movie, and that kind of is... I wouldn't put this on the actor. I wouldn't put this on Benedict Cumberbatch. And I'm not too uh, knowledgeable of the character in the comics, but he definitely came off at times as just a doctor version of Tony Stark. So I I feel there could have been a little bit more difference, because at times it really just felt like, oh, I'm an old all smartass Blah 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 blah, and I'm really good at what I do. It's like,
1: kind of seen this before. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like with Tony Stark, Tony Stark wasn't as much of a dick as Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was a straight up and an asshole a lot of the time before he was, you know, enlightened. Yeah,
0: now I think about it, more of Iron Man one and two. He's kind of just a smart-ass, Tony Stark. Yeah, he's not really like. It, like at least jerk if he, he cares about. He is nice too. Everyone well, else kind of, uh, eh. But yeah, yeah no, Doctor you're right.
1: Strange was savage on everybody oh yeah he was like the i'm better and i know it type personality
0: and he only really especially in the beginning when he is like doing surgery and stuff he only really likes you if you kind of just shut up do what you're told and maybe give him a compliment then he'll like you don't even question him on anything though so let's see what's next we got guardians of the galaxy volume two mike would you like to start off with this one
1: Sure, so pretty much this just follows up, those who haven't seen it, of the first Guardians movie. And we are on the road to find out who Star-Lord actually is, and what is his other half. Because we do know that his dad isn't from Missouri. Turns out, he was an alien by the name of Ego, and he has one hell of an ego. Overall, the movie was pretty good. Um, I wouldn't really put it on the same scale as guardians one it's kind of hard to follow that up
0: yeah absolutely Although, i definitely feel the first one is better than this one
1: but it continues a lot of the points from guardians one that the team is just kind of a mishmash of a whole bunch of people that don't really know how to be a team and even get along for the most part so you do see that struggle between them throughout the film and uh once again drax kind of carries the performance
0: i know drax is definitely uh, one of the highlights of the movie uh what you just brought up actually is what I wanted to bring up, and a reason why I don't like this movie as much as the first one in that they end of the first movie in a pretty good spot, they're starting to like each other and all that, and then the second movie, most of it they're split off from each other, and when they are together, they're arguing half the time and I kind of just found it annoying, like I understand there's gotta be some friction and all that, but kinda just I felt there's a bit too bickering, too much bickering and arguing for for my liking. To the point where, like again, Yandu, you know, is a highlight from how he acts. Uh, Drax, you know, with his uh, chafing nipples joke and all that, or just calling Mantis just absolutely hideous and all that—like that's funny. But everything else, eh, just it didn't really it, click for it me. Felt, it felt a little flat. Yeah, I mean, I still, I still enjoy the characters. Um, I do still enjoy the Infinity War, and I want to see the third one, but. I feel the second could have just been a bit better.
1: I agree. It's still not a bad movie by any means, but it just oh, no. didn't live. It didn't live up to the performance of the first film, which it is very hard to do when the first it film is. was that successful because it was so different. This one, it, it's kind of hard to compete with that. It's more of the same, but not as good. And then
0: it sounds like I'm bashing Guardians Two here, but like you said, it's still okay, a good movie, and is absolutely no Thor Two. Uh, you know anything like that i'd absolutely watch it yeah, again over it's thor definitely
1: not, it's definitely not iron man too i'll say <laughs> that one all uh, right huh? one, one thing i'm gonna that take I, that
0: hit and i'm gonna move on
1: one thing i do want to bring up about this on how smart the movie is little things that you pick up that peter's dad ego whenever he connects with peter he also would read his mind and his thoughts So that whole ball of light thing that they're playing catch, that goes back to a thing Peter said when Ego wasn't there and Mantis wasn't there, saying all he wanted to do was be like all the other kids and play catch with his dad. Upon Ego entering his mind, he was able to see, okay, here's a way I can actually further grab him and turn him more into what I want him.
0: So he knew immediately what to do.
1: Yes, because he was able to basically control... I don't want to say control his mind. Well, at one point he did. Influence. Yes.
0: Yeah. If only he kept his fucking mouth shut about the mother. Yeah. Could say his ego got the best of him. Well,
1: I think that whole movie was just about his ego.
0: Yeah. All right. So we are now up to Spider-Man Homecoming. After about 15, 16 movies in now. Spider-Man has joined the universe with a deal from Sony. Uh, he is the same Spider-Man as you saw in Civil War. This takes place after Civil War. And he's got a deal with a bad guy known as the Vulture. Uh, I got to say, uh, I, am a, I wouldn't call myself a defender of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I thought they got a little bit too much shit on. They weren't great, but they weren't terrible either. Um, yeah, this is absolutely... Maybe Amazing Spider-Man 2. I had a lot of issues, but I wouldn't say yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Absolutely. Knocks those to the side completely and goes toe to toe with the original, you know, the first two Spider-Man movies. Tom Holland is fantastic as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Uh, his friends, Ned and all that are pretty good. Uh, it's really fun to just see them interact. And hey, look, I like someone who looks like he can be in high school, actually in high school yeah and then along with that again having the kind of fathering slash mentorship with tony stark is nice to see that's something the other spider-man movies didn't get a chance to do because they didn't have the chance to and then the vulture himself
1: michael keaton kills it in this role absolutely oh, kills yeah. it. but then again when you have an actor like michael keaton are you really gonna have any doubts?
0: Yeah, not really, unless the director is literally incompetent and tells him to do the stupidest things. He's going to deliver, and he delivered. Uh, Mike, what do you think about the movie? Overall,
1: I thought it was, it was good. Definitely not the best Marvel movie ever made, but it was interesting. But mostly it was the whole dynamic of Michael Keaton's character that really kept the movie kind of solid and held together. Yeah. It's like Especially in that whole car ride scene. Where they figure out who each other, are, like, kind of are. Yeah. So no, I thought, that's the highlighted that was, movie. But all in all, I don't have too much to complain about. It was, it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, it really showed, like, the more, I guess, fun side of Spider Man. It's like, especially at the beginning, where he's just doing simple things, you know, helping old ladies cross the street, give directions, you know, stuff like that. Like, he's not doing, like, the big superhero stuff every single day. He your friendly neighborhood spider-man
1: exactly
0: yeah so definitely a solid start and obviously i I think we're both looking forward to a new spider-man movie uh in a couple months because they also got another fantastic person to join the movie with uh jake gyllenhaal we'll see how that goes
1: we shall see
0: we're up to the last movie for this one and i'm not even gonna say the title Mike, would you like to start off with
1: this one? What are we talking about? We are talking about Thor Ragnarok. And I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. I'll wait till the end of this. It really changed the tone of Thor movies. It brought a lot more comedy into the mix. I mean, he cut his hair. He lost his hammer. Like, the total... I can't even put this into words like, the outcome of this movie was just crazy. Right in the beginning, Odin's dead. Thor loses his hammer. Thor's sent on a different world, and he's gotta be basically gladiator. And his murderous older sister that he never knew about before that day takes over Asgard. There's a lot going on in this movie. That's like in the first 30-40 minutes as well. Like, it moves quick. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's just uh, another thing I want to bring up. Right in the beginning, within the first 15 minutes, maybe even 20, we see a play being put on of Loki's death in the second. And one of the actors in the play is none other than Matt Damon playing Loki. I never expected that to happen. The first time I watched, I was like, Is that fucking Matt Damon? Son of a bitch, it is. Yeah, yeah, Matt
0: Damon officially in the MCU as guy that plays Loki
1: for yeah. a play. He, it's kind of actor inception. He's an actor portraying an actor playing Loki. Yeah, yeah. But overall, the movie was a lot of fun. There was a lot of good jokes. I think the director really knows what he's doing, and I'd be excited to see another Thor film with the same director, same writer.
0: Yeah, I basically agree with you with just about everything. Um, up until this point, the Thor franchise, their first two movies, have basically been okay at best. Uh, Thor Ragnarok basically uh, is basically a giant needle Throw it into the franchise, stick it in and it rejuvenates the entire thing. Um, Besides just changing Thor's life completely around with all the stuff he goes through in a short two, two and a half hours it does it in when needed to be serious, but a lot of times in a joking and funny way. And there's so many parts to it. It really was a shock to the system, not just really to the universe, but just to Thor and the characters around him, like, Jesus, even Loki was a likable guy at times in this movie, you know, yep. when, like, Thor is explaining to, to the group how he used to disguise himself as a snake because Thor likes snakes and then try and stab him. And then you see the, the camera goes over Loki. He's giving him, like, a fucking smirk, like, really? Like, you're making yeah. us like Loki. Like, all right.
1: We, we were eight at the time.
0: Yeah. The entire Gladiator fight when Loki's losing the shit because the Hulk's right there. Again, a lot of it is real great. But again, serious moments when Thor loses his eye. when Odin dies. Odin dies. That's played serious. Uh, it's serious when it needs to be. But again, it's very funny throughout. And it really does lead up directly into Infinity War. Pretty
1: good, i I say. Yeah, pretty much. Infinity War takes up right as soon as Ragnarok ends. And... I'm actually kind of surprised you haven't brought up this guy. But how could you not talk about Korg? I was waiting for that. So a lot of the best comedic parts about this movie was obviously Korg. The fact Hulk can now talk. Yeah. And he can kind of control himself. He's not just one giant rage monster. He kind of controls himself to the most part. This is the first time we've ever seen Hulk talk in a film. Yeah, more than like a word or two. Yeah. And then, obviously, Thor himself, he had a lot of good lines and a lot of good physical comedy. Yep. But, yeah, Korg really stole the show. The amount of, there was actually two? Yeah, I think there was two rock, paper, scissor jokes in the film. So, number one, when Korg introduces himself, saying he's a giant pile of rocks, no need to be afraid unless you're scissors, and then Meek stands up and then does his little knife, scissor, hands thing. So, rock beats scissors, we know that. And Korg was imprisoned and forced to become a gladiator because he tried to start a revolution, but he didn't print enough pamphlets. Pamphlets, paper, paper beats rock. Wow, I didn't even think about the second one. Shit, that's pretty good. Yeah, like I said, this director really knows what he's doing. Yeah, and he
0: give himself a lot of good lines as Korg. Oh, yes. Well, hopefully there's a Thor 4. Uh, the rumors were that Thor was kind of done after... Uh, after the last two Avengers movies, but apparently after Thor Ragnarok, if it's with the director, uh, uh again, uh, he might be interested in doing a sequel to it. So there is hope. We'll see. Maybe they can pay him enough to go back. Cause God, I'd love uh, another Thor movie with like the rest of Asgardians with Thor. Like I, it could absolutely work.
1: I agree. And I'm like,
0: who needs, uh, his teammates when he's got,
1: you know, Cork and Valkyrie, like it will work. Well, we don't know if Korg is
0: alive. That's true, that's true. We know Valkyrie's alive, but Korg, we don't know. I hope he's not dead. Yeah, me me
1: too. I hope Korg's still alive.
0: All right, so that's it for the first half of Phase 3.
1: Mike, do you have your list? I do. All right. From Worst to Best, what do you got? Worst to Best? Cool. I think we're going to have to go with Guardians Volume 2 being the Worst. Uh, it's kind of a tough one because these two are kind of interchangeable. I'm going to say yeah, Spider-Man Incoming. Okay. Then Doctor Strange, Civil War, and then none other than Thor Ragnarok. Damn. We have the exact same list. Well, I think that's just kind of how these <laughs> movies kind
0: of worked. Hey, yeah, yeah. I, and again, I say worst the best, but again, Guardians 2 is still pretty good, just not great. But, yeah, obviously this list will change in a couple of weeks when we do the uh, other half of Phase 3, which will include uh, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, and then Captain Marvel. That will probably be in about two to three weeks. But besides that, that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. Mike, as always, if anyone has any thoughts about what we talked about or what their favorite Phase 3 movie is, where can
1: they tell us that? Well, you guys got two options. One, you could email us at, at outlook.com Two, you could just send us a direct message or post a comment underneath any of our pictures at entertainmentexpansion on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. That is correct.
0: So, thank you for listening to this week's episode, and see you next time.